The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore, do and observe all things whatsoever they tell you, but do not follow their example. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens hard to carry and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. They widen their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels. They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. So today in all the dioceses in the U.S., we begin Vocation Awareness Week, um, which is part of the reason why I'm here preaching instead of Father Peter, so I can share a little bit about vocations. The purpose of Vocations Awareness Week is that it's dedicated to promoting vocations to the priesthood, to religious life, to consecrated life, um, and even to holy marriages through preaching, through education, and especially through prayer. And so in view of that, I'd like to share just a little bit of my own vocation story, how I got to be where I am today as a deacon with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. So my vocational discernment started out when I was a freshman in college. Um, And the background to this was that first semester, freshman year, I came in very prideful. I had a lot of pride, thought I was the smartest ever, Uh, And I got taken down a few notches that first semester. Um, First math midterm, 35%. Not great, not a great time. Um, Dated a girl for a little bit, ended poorly. Just not a great semester on the whole. But that left me open. It left me in a place of spiritual poverty that I wasn't able to lean on the things that I had leaned on before, on the false identities that I had constructed. And I was now open in a particular way to hearing the Lord break through. And so at the end of the first semester, beginning of the second semester, I was invited to go on this retreat with a campus ministry. And I had an amazing, powerful experience with the Holy Spirit. And I knew from that retreat that God was calling me to make my faith my own, to be holy, to be a saint. Um, Rather than just going through the motions, going to Mass every Sunday, um, you know, praying before meals and stuff, he was calling me to take my faith seriously in a way that I hadn't done up to that point. 
I didn't understand all this at that time, um, but that was the beginning of me starting to think about, could I be called to be a priest? Could I be called to religious life? The second moment I want to talk about is, you know, fast forward two years from that, now I'm a junior in college, and now I'm a, a little bit more mature, still 20 years old, not that mature. Um, but I've been being formed. I'm learning how to pray. I'm very involved in the campus ministry. And I'm more actively discerning my vocation at this point. Um, I'm kind of flip-flopping a lot between priesthood, marriage, priesthood, marriage, how am I called to serve God? I don't know. I was on this vocation swivel, not really able to get my bearings, just going back and forth every other week. And then that changed. One day, I was praying before the crucifix, and I heard Jesus speak to my heart, and it was so clear, so powerful, so clearly the voice of Jesus that it was almost as if I heard it in my physical ears. He said, I want you all for myself. And what I immediately knew when I heard this was that he was calling me to a celibate vocation, priesthood, religious life, something. Didn't know exactly what. I, I knew that. That's the one thing I understood right away. But there's so much more than just, you know, you can't get married. I want you all for myself is a call to a total, exclusive, all-consuming relationship. A relationship of love with love himself, Jesus Christ. My life belongs to Jesus. My heart belongs to Jesus. My time, my desires, my strengths, my weaknesses, they all belong to Jesus. All that I am and all that I have are his. That's a call he gave me in that moment of prayer ten years ago now. And I didn't understand all of it at that point. In fact, I still don't understand it completely. I'm still digging and digging into what exactly those words, I want you all for myself, what exactly they mean for me and how to live it out more authentically. Because the fact is, those words are challenging. Now, every vocation in the church, whether it's priesthood, religious life, marriage, diaconate, you name it, every vocation is a call for totality. My response to the call that brought me to the Oblates, that's how I'm living out my promise of totality to the Lord. But each of us lives that differently. Many of you here are married. And you made that promise of totality to your spouse. And for you, I say, live that out. Live it out boldly. If you're married, um, yeah, live out that totality in your relationship and your family. Give yourselves to each other fully, authentically, generously. For those of you, though, who are single, who are still discerning your vocation, who have not yet entered, entered into that permanent state in life, maybe start to think of it in these terms. How do I live that out? How do I live out that spirit of total self-gift? Whether it's to a spouse, to a religious community, to a parish, to God himself. Again, it's not an easy invitation. We only have to look at the readings today to see all the challenges involved with that kind of totality. 
We have such a tendency to be distracted, for our hearts to be divided. Jesus rebukes the Pharisees in today's gospel for what amounts to a divided heart. They lay heavy burdens on the people but won't lift a finger to help. They love places of honor at banquets and synagogues. They insist on honorific titles and salutations. They've given up their vocation, which was one to serve God with a pure heart, in exchange for a life of comfort, ease, and worldly honors. Their love for God has become so weak and divided, and they seek their satisfaction in trivial, superficial things. And that's a temptation for all of us. I think it's a particular temptation for us priests because, you know, people treat us different. Let's be honest. <laughs> um, I think back to the, the day I made my first vows. And, you know, after first vows, we get to wear the clerical shirt. At this point, I look like a priest. I'm not a priest yet. Um, but I look like a priest. And so that evening, I go out with my family to the North End you know, have a celebratory meal. And at the end of the meal, the owner of the restaurant comes by and says, oh, no charge for priests. It's like, awesome. Like, yeah, I'll take free food. Um, not complaining at all. And so, of course, the second time I, you know, go out to a restaurant, I'm like, oh, I'll wear my clerical shirt, see if I can get some free food. Um, nope, didn't happen. And thank goodness it didn't happen. Um, you know, one time, It happens, I'm grateful, and I appreciate the gratuity of the gift, the gratuitousness of the gift. But if it happens over and over again, then I start to expect it, and I'm like, oh, I deserve this. No. I'm just a man, just a man like any of us. And that's what I think Jesus is getting at when he says, do not be called teacher or father. We can't let those titles get to our heads. He's not saying never to use the words, because, you know, we need to use them, they mean something. But to remember first and foremost that we are all brothers and sisters. We are children of the same Father in heaven. We are members of the same body of Christ. And the different vocations of the church, especially the ministry of the priesthood, they don't exist to exalt those who are called to them. They exist for just the opposite. They're a call to humility, a call to service. Priests are called to imitate Christ the Good Shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep, not the hireling who only works for the pay and his own honor and disregards the well-being of the sheep. Religious life is a call to imitate Christ who is poor, chaste, and obedient to his Father, not to hide from the world in a life of self-centered prayer and leisure. And marriage, a holy marriage requires both spouses to submit to one another in humble love and to serve each other with a generous heart. For those of you who are discerning, um, the two points I want to draw out of all this. Number one, spiritual poverty. I was only able to hear the beginnings of my own call when I was brought to a place of interior poverty, where I couldn't rely on the things that I had relied on before. I couldn't rely on my intellectual pride. I couldn't rely on my identity that I had placed in this relationship that I had. I was just pure, empty before the Lord. 
And he was able to work with that and give me something, a call to take into my heart. And the other is that this culminates in humble service. Every vocation is a call to glorify God and to love our neighbor. Be generous, be courageous in your self-gift. For those of you who are discerning a vocation, who are maybe toying with the idea in your head, I invite you, come talk to us. You know, we'll be here after Mass, of course. Um, if you're interested in the Oboids, great. We're always welcoming more guys to come check us out. Um, but even if you're interested in diocesan priesthood, another religious order, or you just want to talk about your own vocational path to marriage even, any of it, come talk to us. We're more than happy to help. And just a final closing thought. To remember that all of our vocations are rooted in the Eucharist. The Eucharist is a body of Christ, which is made up of many members. And we find the source of the love that we're called to live out in that sacrament of his body and blood.